Super Talk Mississippi media production. You're listening to Sports Talk Mississippi On Demand, presented by Pearl River Resort. Escape to Choctaw, Mississippi and enjoy world-class gaming, the Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, and Geyser Falls Water Park. Escape to Pearl River Resort. To the junction, in the grove, and to the top. This, this is Sports Talk Mississippi. On your radio and in the game. Right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome in. It's an election day Tuesday. Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. Richard Cross is off. He'll be back tomorrow. I don't think he's taking the day off to vote. Although I'm sure he squeezed that in at some point. Yeah. He's a busy man. He is a busy man. Got a lot going on. So they say. That Richard Cross. Uh, Apparently. I mean, he better be, considering the workload that I have compared to his. But anyway, that's a conversation, maybe, for another day. Welcome in, of course. You can be a part of the conversation. We'd love to have you a part of the conversation. 601-879-4395 is the ceasefire text line. And don't forget, all guests appear on the Farm Bureau guest line. One thing I want to get to off the start. We're we're not going to talk about the election in terms of who we voted for, who you should vote for. We're not going to go down that road. It's not really our thing. You can listen to Gallo at 6 a.m. tomorrow for that. But uh, I do want to start with this before we get into any election-based content, which we're going to try some stuff today. I came up with some ideas. They're probably going to be bad, but we may have some fun with it. We'll see. But I do want to start with this. Uh, We mentioned yesterday that an Ole Miss player was uh, injured at practice, uh, played some Lane Kiffin audio. He was clearly shook after what he saw on the practice field yesterday. Demarcus Thomas, the freshman, uh, was involved in some kind of a hit at practice uh, that rendered him immobile. And Kiffin went to talk to the media to give an update, and he was clearly shook. And uh, the young man was airlifted to the hospital, and because of the severity of that kind of situation and um, Kiffin's clear, distraught nature when he was delivering the news, uh, a lot of people feared that it was something really significant. Well, we are very lucky to tell you, in case you haven't seen it, that Demarcus Thomas was released from the hospital yesterday. In fact, he was tweeting last night. So all indications are that he is okay. Uh, of course, you know, his football future is not something that anybody's really concerned about right now. The fact that he's just okay after a scare like that's pretty remarkable. And uh, Mr. Thomas is okay. And he was released from the hospital last night. So incredible news uh, from a, a really scary situation yesterday, and it went pretty quick. It wasn't, you know, we 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 weren't we were very lucky not to have to, you know, they're going to draw out for days and they're trying to figure things out. He he was he was taken to the to, to the medical care and basically almost immediately things started going well for him. So good stuff. You know, that's one of those things that transcends any kind of rivalry. You don't want to see people getting you know hurt like that. So I'm glad Demarcus is doing a lot better. And then the election. So, I don't know about you, Haydad. A lot of people this morning um, putting on Twitter and stuff like that, it seems like everywhere voter turnout's pretty significant, which is a good thing. 
It's good. It's a good thing. Um, <clears throat> I'm one of those people that even though I'm not exactly politically engaged, I try to keep up with it for the most part. I tend to feel like I have a pretty good grasp of the issues and what's going on. Um, the, it, it always, for, in a weird way, fills me up with pride on days like this. Because even though there's all kinds of stuff around this election and narrative and whatever you want to describe it, um, the fact that there were lines of people today waiting to cast a vote for whoever they wanted on multiple different fronts is really cool. And I always love seeing pictures like that, regardless of who wins tonight. The fact that we, yet again, got to go vote for whoever we wanted to in a free election as free people is always really cool. I love that. Here in the state of Mississippi, it's not just the presidential election. I encourage you tonight, if you're politically engaged at all, to listen to Super Talk's election coverage. If you have not heard Linda Allen before, uh, she might be my favorite person that does on-air work at Super Talk as far as the quality of broadcast that she puts together. It's like Linda Allen up here and JT, hope he's doing well. He voted today. And then you'll put like Perez. I like Perez a lot. So Perez under JT. Rhino's up there. Gagliano, Will East, Brian Haydad, huge gap, Richard Cross, but Linda Allen might be my favorite. Um, so if you're into this, I would listen to her tonight, her and the team over in News Mississippi down the hall. I know they work really hard on election night coverage. She's the best. And so they'll be on at 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, watch it uh, either at supertalktv.com, of course, on your local Supertalk station, uh, or on your Amazon or Roku device. 8 to 10 tonight. They may not be able to announce a winner from the presidential election, but I don't know if you've noticed, hey, Dad, we've got uh, a couple of significant things going on here, a pretty hot and contentious Senate race going on. You've got medical marijuana on the ballot and also the state flag. So they'll give you updates, of course, from the presidential race and everything going on here in Mississippi. That's tonight at 8 o'clock, led by Linda Allen, who I think is just is, fantastic. Is that available on the, uh, the new setup with Ceasefire TV? Yes, it is. Channel 70. Yeah. Which is so cool. Yeah. So close to greatness, but it is is what it is. Oh, Jeff says, don't forget about Paul. Yeah, Gallo's up there, too. Gallo used to really give me a hard time back in the day. I don't know why. He used to just single me out and give me a hard time. We have a much better relationship now than we did a few years ago. Uh, Big fan of Paul, also. But it's it's Linda, JT, Perez, Haydad, Paul... Gags, Will East, Rhino's way up there. Also, I love Rhino. I'm in. The, I'm in the playoff. I'm in the Champions League. I'm top four. And like I, I said, ask. significant gap. Richard Cross. Oh, he's way down at the bottom. But he's going. To, he's going to the Birmingham Bowl. That's where Richard Cross is going. Mike says it took him less than five minutes to vote. That's good. There was uh, That's good stuff. In our district earlier, uh, apparently the lines were huge. Gallo tweeted a picture of his district and. Uh, subtle flex, by the way, for Gallo on social media. Did you see that, hey, Dad? Gallo's picture? Did not. Um, that's the neighborhood in which uh, he he lives around there. And he's waiting in line. And, oh, look at the lines. They're great. Also, there's a beautiful lake in the background. You know, just casual Paul Gallo flexing on everyone. Yeah, I have to wait in line, but look at this view. Rub it in, Paul. 
I mean, I, I'm surprised that like they don't, you know, bring a, a, a ballot to Paul Gallo. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he, why does he have to stand in line? Do you know who that guy is? Special bring him his ballot and, and whatnot. He shouldn't have to get out of the car. Just put him put it on a clipboard for him. He'll fill it out and you take it back inside. Hogman says he wants our political predictions. I don't know if uh, honestly, I don't know if you want that. You might think you want that. I don't think you want that. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't think I would either. But. We'll give you some props tonight. That's the beautiful thing about, I, I call it beautiful, about sports gambling is the uh, the fact that you can bet on presidential stuff like this. Yeah. So we've got props that we'll give you later for popular vote, stuff like that, that you can actually bet on if that's your thing. So since there's no sports tonight, Maction returns tomorrow. Get a full slate of Maction tomorrow. But that's tonight, right. the only betting that you can do, if that's your thing, is on the presidential race. So enjoy that. Mike in Oxford wants to know, is Scary Gary above Cross in the hierarchy? Oh, yeah. Richard texted me, <laughs> by the sure. way, he's listening. Richard said, what list am I on the bottom of? <laughs> <laughs> um, my favorite on-air people at Super Talk, Richard. Way I'm fourth, Richard. down there fourth. at the bottom. No. I was more, Richard, I was more just bragging on Linda Allen, who's doing the election coverage tonight. Big fan of don't, hers. Don't, don't have to, don't kowtow to him. He's not here today. This is a random compliment for you, which I don't know if you're used to this or not, but somebody says, as an Ole Miss fan, I do have to give Haydad lots of props. He does an awesome job. How much you did you pay me? this guy? I was here. I don't have your wife's phone number, but I, I gotta type that no. in here. Oh, sure. oh my god, no, no chance of that. She'd be like, "I'm a big Mississippi State fan, but Brian Haydad is the worst." Uh, glad you guys are with leaves, us. So leaves his Coke cans all over the house too. So here's the first idea that that I had today. Most sports radio shows around the country are doing some kind of cheesy political uh, content, tying it into sports somehow. And it, this was my idea today. Got a couple, but here's the first one. And Luke Johnson seems to like it. He'll be on with us here in a little bit. But if you look at Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Southern Miss, just the sports side of things, not the university, but the sports side of things, who would you – so it's not a Mount Rushmore, it's just two. The president and vice president of Ole Miss, Mississippi State – in Southern Miss sports. And I don't mean just like players on the field. I'm talking about impact on the athletic department and the sports programs at each school. So text us, 601-879-4395. I've got my picks for Ole Miss. Hey, Dad's got some for Mississippi State. We'll hear from Luke in a little bit. President, vice president, most two most important people to the athletic departments here in this state. We'll see if this works. I, I was going back and forth with myself, deciding if this would be a good idea. Hope it is. Hope you enjoy it. A lot of your texts. We'll get to those next and then give our picks for president and vice president of Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and Southern. Sports Talk Mississippi. Borky and Haydad with you. Richard's off today, even though he's listening. We'll be right back. We got sent a meme on the text line. It's got a picture of Trump. Says some hate him. It's got a picture of Joe Biden. Says some hate him. And it's got a picture of an LSU fan wearing purple and yellow striped overalls with chains around his neck that says, but everyone hates LSU. Oh. 
<laughs> Except for local children's hospitals, apparently. Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky, Brian Haydad with you. We got a uh, another text that said, just tuned in, and my favorite guys are on the radio hosting today. They just got even better. Love the show, Borky and Haydad. Always glad to have you with us, Spence. Someone says it's illegal to bet on American elections. Yeah, well, it's going to well, happen. <laughs> it was also illegal to bet on sports in Mississippi until last year. It's true. People still did it. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, they're not, I don't, it's not that you're betting on the election. You're betting, you're doing prop bets on things that will happen in the election. Right? Yeah. I mean, I guess you are. I guess you technically are betting on, like, I don't know. I don't know. So let's get to this. We got a couple of uh, submissions in already. President, vice president of the athletic departments. Hey, Dad, I'll let you go first. Mississippi State. Not just performance on the field, because we already had somebody text in and say Chad Kelly. And while you could make a very good argument that he was the best quarterback ever at Ole Miss, you can make that argument not influential at all on the athletic is, department in the big picture. Is that picture. the guy you want representing you? I don't know. <laughs> Depends, I, don't I know. guess. I mean, if you want to go, like, if you thought Bill Clinton was a great president, Hugh Freeze would be a fine choice for the rest. Oh. <laughs> uh, you are right there? So am I picking for state first? Is that where you want yeah, me to let's go? Yeah, do Mississippi State first. Um, you know, I, you feel like you want a guy who, who, you know, you need a president who's organized, who's very, uh, you know, he has he has a playbook. He has a, a, a list of rules that he's going to go by, and it's going to lead to success. Ron Polk is the right choice for for president of Mississippi State University. And then, you know, to bring in the younger crowd, to bring in, you know, uh, you know, a younger presence. I mean, how do you not go Dak Prescott as the vice president? Polk, Prescott, make Mississippi State great again. I like that. See, I'm along the same lines as you because football is king, right? So you've got to have a football submission. And I think Ole Miss is president of sports. I think that's an easy one. It's Archie Manning. Yes. Uh, number one, because he was a great player, Heisman contender, all that good stuff. And he was a national brand and still has impact. Still on, is a national brand. Yeah. And he still yeah, has impact I, on college football today. A sports fan who lives in Oregon knows who Archie Manning is. Mm -hmm. And then he's, you know, in part the reason why Eli was at Ole Miss and the Manning name carries such significant weight that that's an absolute no-brainer. And the second, I think it's the same thing as Mississippi State. I think it's a baseball coach, and I think it's Mike Bianco. Ooh. I think. And here's – so I thought about this a lot, actually. And I think when you I look at – I to cover those debates. <laughs> when – you look at Ole Miss baseball, Mike Bianco is Ole Miss baseball. What they are today, a team that has top five attendance annually, one of the best venues in the sport. Now, Mississippi State fans roll their eyes, but of course you're one. But Ole Miss is very much up there. It's, it's a top five or top ten venue. It's a top five attended program. They're constantly putting players in the pros. They're constantly recruiting well, and... You can talk about postseason lack of success, but they are always competitive and in contention. That does not happen, some could argue, without Mike Bianco. Look at Ole Miss, pre, Ole Miss baseball before him and Ole Miss baseball right now and how important it is to your school and how long he's been there. That would be my two choices, Archie Manning 
and another baseball coach, Mike Bianco. I'm trying to think who I would. You know, Manning is is the easy and obvious choice for me for 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 president at Ole Miss. For vice president, does anybody else really stand out? Deuce. That's a pretty good one. I mean, he had a great pro career and it is yeah, just beloved, highly regarded. Everybody loves him. You know, if I was going to go with just a younger ticket with State, I would go Prescott and Mangum. Yeah, I thought about that one too. You know, but but Polk just, I mean, maybe the most iconic you know, coach in Mississippi history. In terms of you know everything that because he what his, his Vaught won a ton of games don't get me wrong but Polk basically elevated college baseball to become what it's become today so yeah I mean I'm just trying to think is there anybody else I'll tell you somebody who could have been on this ticket but then he decided to go to Texas It'd give me a couple more years if Vic Schaefer could have gotten <laughs> on this ticket but yeah yeah I'm gonna go Polk Prescott Manning Bianco I don't I don't have a huge I don't have a huge problem with that. We get a text here that says, wait, Mississippi, was Mississippi State ever great? Find an LSU grad. And they finish it with a go, E-A-U-X. Did you, hear, did you hear the meme we talked about earlier? Did you hear that? That's what we're talking about right there. Calm down, buddy. Well, also, I did find it funny. Number one, as a response to this, did you watch what happened in week one? <laughs> State was great for about 48 hours. This is a good one. Everett Kennard must be a cabinet member for MSU. Of course. He's Secretary of Transportation. <laughs> That's the easy one. Johnny Cooks, Secretary of Defense. Fred Smoot is my uh, the the whatever Kaylee McElhaney is right now. He's the one coming out. Press secretary. To talk to the. He's the press secretary. Fred Smoot. Now we're talking. Cotton says Patrick Willis for VP. That's a good choice. Another beloved player. He was at good. the top of his game the but entire time he was in the NFL. Secretary of Defense, though. Come Secretary on. of Defense. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then number two for this LSU fan listening. I did I mm-hmm. saw I found this hilarious. After they beat South Carolina, the SEC network quoted it, it was a less miles quote, but still shared like highlights from their win over South Carolina and says Death Valley where opponents' dreams come to die. And if you look at all the replies, it was except for Mississippi State, except for Mississippi State, except for <laughs> Like, wait, social uh, media intern, did you forget what happened a few weeks ago? Uh, I don't know if you could hype up Death Valley right now. I think I think Mississippi State forgot what happened a couple weeks ago. Yeah, probably so. Uh, we'll talk to Luke here in a second. We get Brian Dozer and Brett Favre for Southern Miss. I like that. I like that. I don't know how Jeff Bauer's not the president for USM, though. Yeah. That's the guy I would go with. Lonnie and Guntown's going statewide. Van Chancellor for president and Deuce for vice president. Marcus Dupree for secretary of state. No way Van Chancellor over Ron Polk. Come on. This is an interesting one. (laughs) Fred Smoot, secretary of the Navy. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! That's pretty good. Mike in Oxford says, Bianco president, David Kellum VP, Kiffin is attorney general, Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty good. Kermit Davis for Secretary of State and Keith Carter is Chief of Staff. Somebody says, i got to mention Victoria Vivians. Where would I put her in the cabinet? That's the question. 
No, I got, I got, I got, I got another women's basketball player, Tierra McCowan, Secretary of the Interior. Carl says Booby Dixon for uh, university spokesman. <laughs> well, fun, fun, fun. Man, his Twitter used to be so funny. He'd get those goofy yeah. hats and just tweet yeah. selfies. Of- yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was the best. Uh, someone says, heck, hey, Dad, Bauer would get impeached by his own voters. Well, that's an unfortunate truth. But Craig is saying statewide Walter Payton and Jerry Rice. I'm not going to argue too hard with, with President Sweetness. Jake and Laurel taking shots, saying a supermajority of LSU fans, in quotes, that live and or are from Mississippi have never even been to Baton Rouge, let alone a home game. I was making some jokes uh, Saturday in Tuscaloosa. There is two Alabama fans looking at this building, and I, me and Joel were walking. I was like, what do you think they're saying? Son, here on our first ever trip to Alabama, do you, th- do you think Bear Bryant went to the bathroom in there? <laughs> Something like that. What's that? Oh! <laughs> Tuberville for president, somebody says, but he would leave after six months in the middle of the night. You have to take me out of America in a pine box. Next thing you know, he's in Canada the next day. I mean, it's entirely possible we wake up tomorrow and Tommy, Tommy Tuberville oh, that's is gonna a happen. senator. That's, that's almost done. A yeah. United senator States Tommy. senator. Can we get Jackie Sherrill in here at the last minute to knock him off? What's going on? Strangest timeline. Matt Tupolis is Marshall Henderson, Director of Public Affairs. <laughs> He's the drug czar. Somebody says it must be a really slow news day. Yeah, we're having fun, man. It's it is a slow night. news day. What do you want? It's election day. That's all anybody's talking about. Ole Miss is off. About. State's playing Vanderbilt. There's no pro sports. What do you want from us? We are going to talk a little bit about the quarterback position at Mississippi State coming up later. And we did get officially official word from Mississippi State running back Kylan Hill today. He's done. You already knew that. But we did get word and a statement today. All that's coming up after we get to Luke Johnson on the Farm Bureau guest line. We'll be right back. Back in on the Election Day edition of Sports Talk Mississippi, Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. 601-879-4395 is the ceasefire text line. A couple more of yours. So we started this conversation with president and vice president of the athletic departments in this state, and you guys have turned it into cabinet positions, and this is just hilarious. So keep them coming. Cabinet positions for sports figures from the state of Mississippi. Uh, but, Jeff, I do want to get to yours. He says Richard must be out campaigning for Kanye West. <laughs> what county said, in Mississippi said, votes for Kanye West the most? Uh, Hines. See, I'm thinking somewhere down on the coast. Our, our, our coast friends like, like to get funky Harrison. down there. Yeah. Get a little weird. Love that. Um Hugh Freeze, Director of Public Affairs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Secretary Woo. of the Interior. Somebody says John Vaught. Robert Brazil, Secretary of Defense. Good choice. Marshall Henderson, Director of Public Affairs or Speaker of the House. Jack Crystal, Director of Communication. Love yes, that one. That's a good one, yeah. White House Communications Director. Really good stuff. We're gonna get. We're gonna take this country to the land of milk and honey. 
Love it. Right now on the Farm Bureau guest line, check out favorites.com and go with the home team, our friend Luke Johnson from the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And Luke, uh, give us your two real quick, though. President, Vice President, Southern Miss Sports. Well, I, I, I scrambled a little bit. Like I got some cabinet also. We'll start with President and Vice President. Um, I think you basically stole my thunder. I don't see how anybody but Jeff Bauer can be president. Um, as Southern Miss has the last few years had a revolving door of coaches, and historically you hadn't really had anybody other than you know five or six years uh, going back. He is just the anomaly. He could have gone a few other places, and I don't know if you guys know this, but up until the last season, he only made between two hundred fifty and two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, and he was loyal to Southern Miss, and I think especially since he served on the uh, college football playoff committee just nationally just respected among a a lot of people and so uh, i got coach bauer as president 15 winning seasons in the 17 seasons he was there got brett Favre as vice president don't see how you don't stick brett on the ticket uh he's a name that's known anywhere and everywhere i like that all right cabinet members all right, got a few here secretary of state is probably going to go to corky palmer simply because he can talk to anybody Anywhere, anytime, pardon the pun from Southern Miss. Corky never meets a stranger. He can uh, sit down and, and work anything out with anybody, and he'll let you know what Southern Miss thinks about it. Um, press secretary's got to be John Cox, 40-plus years. Uh, secretary of the Treasury, got to go with the Duff Brothers because they're worth billions of dollars. They know how to manage money. Fair. And uh, Secretary of Energy, we're going to go with Olympic gold medalist Tori Bowie uh, because like she – is uh, really fast. Uh, one one person that people may not realize, Secretary of Defense, got to go with Major General Jeffrey Hammond, who General Hammond uh, was the Golden Eagle quarterback, 76 to 78, and he was actually in charge of all U.S. troops, over 33,000 of them in Baghdad during op- uh, Operation Iraqi Freedom. He came back and served as the interim uh, athletic director for a little bit. So uh, Secretary of Defense there. And then I was trying to see where to plug this guy. Secretary of Health and Human Services probably is going to go to Jimmy Buffett. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. I've always heard he's a Southern Miss grad. Did he finish school? He strikes me as a guy that spent like seven years at college, but had like 25 credits to his name. They actually have a sign on campus where this spot where he met Fingers. So they actually have one of those, you know, huh. legacy historical landmarks where where that is. I do think he took the Natchez Trace scenic route through his time in Hattiesburg. <laughs> Greg and Jackson asking where Ray Guy belongs. Um, you could put, uh, let's see, a few places. Secretary of State, Secretary of Labor. Uh, people people don't realize that, that Ray Guy could really outwork and do anything that he wanted to. Had a 90-plus mile-hour fastball, um, was an excellent golf player, and was the emergency quarterback for the Oakland Raiders. Um, so, or, or you could also plug him at Secretary of Transportation since he was always moving bombs. Um, no telling what, what he could do, uh, really, with, you know, with how the game has evolved. But, yeah, I, I think you could plug him in, in different places. Yeah, I would put him somewhere in defense because dad joke incoming. He dropped bombs, so there it is. It was pretty bad, but you know I haven't been a dad for that long, so I've got to work on it. 
All right, Luke, this football game this past weekend, I I said this on the Sunday show, and one Southern Miss fan took exception to it. I certainly understand why. Because if your team's going to wear a uniform and go on the field and play a game, you care about that because you care about your your school and you want them to play well. And and if they're going to have a game, you want them to win that game. But what I said basically was, look, no game for the rest of the season is important. What's important for Southern Miss in the next couple of months is finding the right next guy. Is that fair? It is fair. At the same time, you've got guys, even with the ability to come back, you feel like some guys, just because of maybe where they are in life or you know, just where where the program is, that they may decide to move on. And so, you know, for those guys, you you look at what they got coming up. They got at least four games left, maybe with the possibility of, of six games, depending on what happens. Um, and so, I think there is a component where um, maybe from a from a, a bird's eye perspective, you know, people have moved on. But you know, for the 120 dudes in the locker room, they uh, you know they're going to practice every day and try to play. I don't mean that in a very cliche way, but I I definitely get where you're coming from and. It doesn't help that Saturday was basically like Murphy's Law, like Exhibit A. Anything that could go wrong went wrong. Jay Watley wasn't available. Southern Miss drives down the first two series. They get inside Rice's 30 twice. They turn it over on downs. Then they come back down and throw an interception. Rice goes up 10 nothing. Southern Miss fumbles a kickoff return. Rice scores the next play. And then Jack Abraham, after running for a first down, took a vicious hit. And he's knocked out for the game. And so Trey Lowe, um, who's only really been looking at the playbook since mid-August, comes in the game and, you know, he threw the ball fairly, fairly okay. But in the second half, Southern Miss only had 15 offensive plays on three offensive possessions. Wow. They only had the ball for like seven minutes and 51 seconds. And so it was just Murphy's Law, man. And it was really, really tough to watch. It- Anything else to take away from this game that we haven't brought up? Frank Gore Jr. It's still amazing that Frank Gore Jr. is playing college football while Dad plays professional football. It is, and they talk smack during the week too. They see who's going to out outgain each other, which is you know pretty pretty interesting. Uh, another takeaway: Tim Jones was back. Um, he looked pretty good uh, because when Jack went out, uh, he'd already caught three catches. Really, never got any other looks. So that's a positive going forward. Um, for Southern Miss. Uh, they were still missing some personnel. Uh, going forward, looks like Jack Abraham, uh, he's day-to-day, but Tim Billings feels like he will be back this week. And Todd Sykes, a starting defensive lineman, got injured. Looks like he will be back. Tate Watley will not be available um, going forward this week. So, yeah, it's just one of those games where it was a game where you thought that you were going to win and you were going to win by maybe a touchdown or two touchdowns to get some momentum. Totally flipped the script, went the opposite way, and you look at the next. You look at the schedule. You know you got North Alabama coming up. Who, by the way, I mean Liberty. They held Liberty to twenty eight points, and uh, Jacksonville State um, beat them by seven. Jacksonville State's a school that already beat a conference USA school this year. So, yeah, I mean you would think you look at the next two games: North Alabama, Western Kentucky. That you know, it's two wins, and, and maybe you can uh, get a little momentum going into the off season. But you never take anything for granted. Twenty twenty. It's somebody that uh, asks about MK Turk belonging in the Southern Miss cabinet or hierarchy somewhere. Yeah, he could he could be in the Secretary of Energy. I don't know if you guys have ever seen old pictures of him. He would take his he would take his uh, jacket off and just throw it. I mean he would um he he 
played really well inside Reed Green Coliseum. He made me Homeland Security. Um, he, he prosecuted a lot of uh, foes. They had a pretty good going against Denny Crum and those guys. He may be Attorney General. So, yeah, I think M.K. Turk certainly belongs to the cabinet. Luke, uh, we always appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, playing along on this election day. Have you voted yet? I did. I voted this morning, and I, I'm in a, I live out in rural Jones County, and I went at 9 o'clock this morning to a precinct that historically isn't a lot, and at 9 o'clock, I was the 141st third person to vote in the A through L. Wow. Book. So a good turnout today. Awesome. Well, Luke, uh, appreciate your time as always. We'll talk to you later on this week. Bye, guys. Thanks. That's Luke Johnson of Farm Bureau Guest Line. Check out favorites.com and go with the home team. More of these coming up. We, we've got more coming in. Um, like Andrew. Andrew says, head of Secret Service for Mississippi State should be that trooper that tackled the PETA protester. <laughs> My man Wade Jones. Uh, if uh, Mississippi State wasn't solid on defense, you'd wonder if he had any eligibility left. But they don't really need him. <laughs> no, nah, he's gotten that question, though, I promise. wonder if Kiffin gets on the phone. More coming up with you. Sports Talk Mississippi. We did tease it earlier. We'll get to it next. Kylan Hill makes his officially official announcement that he is no longer playing football at Mississippi State. We'll tell you what he said and if today's announcement means anything at all. That's next. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back. So if you're just joining us, we've been assigning cabinet positions to sports figures from Mississippi. Got some Hugh Freeze and Andy Canizero jokes in there somewhere. Oh, I forgot got, about Andy. Got a text from a buddy that said Elijah Moore for Secretary of Agriculture. <laughs> Knows how to water the crops. Pretty, pretty good. Sports Talk Mississippi, Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. Earlier today, the conclusion to, you can call it a saga this year with Mississippi State and their star running back, Kylan Hill has officially come to a conclusion in a nice statement thanking the fans and the coaching staffs that he played for. Uh, Kylan Hill officially announced that he was opting out of the rest of the season and will prepare for the NFL draft. Hey, Dad, it's a conclusion that we knew was coming. Does today in the statement do anything for you? No, nah, I mean, like I said, you knew it was coming. It's been, it's been coming for weeks. It's not anything totally newsworthy other than it's officially done now. And we can all sort of just move on from it. And then you, you did get some extra information from Kylan via, via Twitter showing that uh, his uh, his family had undergone some issues with COVID, had uh, had you know a couple of uh, family members who had gotten sick, so he had a lot going on off the field. Uh, and you know he appreciated Coach Leach being you know very patient with him, and, and you know allowing uh, him to sort of work through all of his issues. And and now he's ready to move on and and take that next step. And you know. All of my dealings with Kylan through the years were, were very positive. Always, you know, enjoy talking to him. He's a guy who answered your questions. You know, he would joke around a little bit. Think he's a good kid. Hope for the best for the best for him. I hope to see him on Sundays uh, next fall. Do you think that this has hurt him at all? Going through all this at all? It, it just depends, you know. On, NFL teams, by and large, they only care about what you do on the field as long as you're not a total social deviant off the field. As long as you're somebody who, you know, maybe you have some attitude issues here and there, but if you can play, you can play. Kylan Hill can play. 
I think he can play. So, will will there be will he have extra questions to answer in interview processes? Sure. Did he do? Was he able to to showcase the things we talked about all offseason? Like now he can show that he can catch the ball and be a a three down back. No, he didn't get that opportunity. You know, he had one great game to start the year, but so did everybody else. And then you see where it's gone from there. Um, so he'll have extra questions to answer. But if he goes up to the combine and he's in great shape and he has a good attitude and he runs four or five, nobody's going to say anything. Yeah, I mean, it, it. he's not Antonio Brown, or at least we don't know that he will or will not be. Brown is, at one point, was one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Um, he's got a court date coming up in December for a pretty grotesque charge. Let's make sure we're clear. We're talking about Antonio Brown here. Antonio Brown, yes, yes. Uh, Antonio Brown, not Callen Hill. Uh, Antonio Brown has a court date upcoming for a pretty grotesque charge, and he still found his way on onto a roster exactly. after all of his stuff that he's done lately, including that he's still going to play on Sunday. So, if you're good enough, it won't make much of a difference. Chris in Oxford, a uh, Mississippi State fan behind enemy lines, if you will, says. He's asking me to read this. Chris says, Crybaby, the flag was bullcrap. That kind of character, he'll never make it in the NFL. He'll be flipping burgers, is what Chris, uh, Mississippi State fan in Oxford, says. Family. That's how MSU fans treat their players. Uh, Steven says, I call BS. Why wait three-plus weeks to say anything? I I think the post was damage control. Thinks he's a selfish player. I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, he he did say that he had had three family members sick with COVID. He had another family member who had undergone brain surgery. I mean, he seemed like he had a lot on his plate. So I would just say that if you're a Mississippi State fan, he's gone now, and you should just move on for it. And he did lead the SEC in rushing at one point. And Chris from Oxford is an Ole Miss fan. so Oh, he is. Oh, I, I always just assumed based on the, the, the messages Maybe. in the past that that he was a state guy. I guess not. My bad. Maybe, maybe Kalo Moore can put in a good word for him. <laughs> uh, we do get one that says, "Best of luck to him. Thanks for being a bulldog." Exactly, and that that's that's that should be the you know, Kylan Hill rushed for a lot of yards for Mississippi State, scored a lot of touchdowns, won two Egg Bowls, two bowl games. It just just wish him well and move on. Yeah, I, I have noticed, um, and I'm guilty of it as well at times. Um, because I've said it on this show that the antics on Twitter and stuff were were bad, uh, not good. Yeah. But also, when I was 18, 19, 20, 21, hell, 24, I didn't handle things particularly well. And if exactly. I had that kind of following and th- those that many people paying attention to I to every move that I made, right? People would have looked at me very negatively. And they still do sometimes, yes. but especially yes. then. Um, so now that it's over, like Haydad said, it, I think it's over. It's over. Thank him for what he did, which was some really good things on the football field, and hope he does well. Because when he does well, that looks good for Mississippi State. So hope he does well. And um, end of an era. And everybody can uh, move on. Sports Talk Mississippi. Put a poll question out there. We'll uh, tell you what that is next. Get some of your responses as we move along on this Election Day afternoon. Hour number one in the books. Don't go anywhere.
two Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky, Brian Haydad with you. Richard's off today. He'll be back tomorrow. He heard me ripping on him earlier, so I know I'm going to get scolded. But that's okay. It's great to be with you. Ceasefire text line 601-879-4395. We'd love for you to be a part of the conversation. Um, I want to start with this, though, this hour. Um, a little inside baseball on, on what I think good radio is and what it should be. Um, I probably listen to more sports radio than any person I know, probably combined. And what I've found is that there are a lot of people across the country that want to be Max Kellerman. That's what they want, and that's what they do every single day. They just manufacture something to get everybody pissed off. And, and that works for some people. And I think the, the the happy medium is right there in the middle. I think there's a time and place for really good, strong opinions and a time and place for arguments at times, even if it gets to that point. I don't like the manufactured side of things. I think the gold standard is somebody like a Dan Patrick or a Rich Eisen. Those are the guys that I respect the most in our business because if they need to bring it, they bring it. And when they don't, they don't. But they never manufacture a strong opinion just for the sake of having one. So I really respect that, and I try to, to model that. Some days I, I do very poorly. Some days I like to think I do and okay. And ESPN has made a whole industry out of what you just said. Basically, they'll have one of their early morning shows, like back in the day it was Colin Cowherd. Fox does this a lot, too. Cowherd would say something completely outrageous. You know, five years ago it would be, Tom Brady is done, right? And then the rest of the day is the rest of their shows talking about Colin Cowherd. Like, well, Colin Cowherd said today Tom Brady's done. What do you think about that? And so they manufacture an entire day worth of programming out of their own content, uh, out of their own ridiculous content. Uh, yeah, they were um, pretty impressive at creating their own news cycle. And so when it comes to this situation with Kylan Hill, because if you look at at his, what he said and the responses to it, and then, of course, the, the local media – shared that because that's what they're supposed to do. That's their job. They shared it. Um, when you look at the comments, and then a couple of the texts we got, like one from Greg, for example, and he's not the only one, but Greg said, nobody can spin like you, hey, Dad. The kid last year had almost 850 yards against nobody. I don't understand really what that is. Um, but ripping on Kylan Hill, and you know, Today, I, we could have done that. I could have sat here behind this microphone and said he quit on his team and called him an idiot and called him all kinds of stuff, and, and that probably would have been better radio today to rip this kid apart for quitting on his team and acting like this. It probably would have been better for me today to do that. But what do I gain from that? What does no. Haydad gain from that? The other thing that gets me, and that's something I've heard, that's a criticism of Kylan I've heard quite a bit. I, I need to... Uh... I need to know the name of these running backs that are just gashing top defenses across the country. Who who are those guys, may I ask? Who is the running back that's averaging 150 yards a game against the top five? Who is that person? I don't know who it is. You know, Travis Etienne? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, who are we talking about here? And so. even he's struggled at times. But so if you if you want to say that what we just did in the last segment was spin, um, I think you're foolish. And Greg's not the only one. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to start giving it to Greg here. I can't take much more, uh, to be honest with you. I, once it's over, 
because it's over now. And I, I think it could have been handled much, much better. But I gained nothing at all. As an adult man with a wife and, and a child, from sitting up here and just ripping on a young man that made a mistake, in my opinion. I don't gain anything from it. It doesn't make me a better person. It doesn't make me feel better. Maybe for a few minutes, the show would have been better because there would have been a little bit of controversy because I ripped Kylan Hill today. But I gained nothing from it, and I would have felt bad afterwards. And you can call that spin if you want, but it's over And and in my role, I would have been sort of almost required to defend him. And, you know, I I don't think I'm going to defend him. I, I, I don't... I hate that his decision came to this. I would have liked to have seen Kylan Hill have a productive season um, because it would have been good for Mississippi State. It would have been good for the state of Mississippi with the the all the national notoriety he picked up uh, during the off season. But it's not that way. So you know he made his decision. You know you guys get out there, you make your own decisions day to day. I don't question those. I'm not going to question Kylan Hills. Yeah, and I we've gotten the text and understandably so about. This being the kid that said he wouldn't play if the state flag wasn't changed. And maybe that deserves some criticism today. Maybe so, but I'm just, I personally don't think I gain a dang thing from spending any time ripping him today. I don't think I gain anything from it. I don't think the show, anything is added to the show. I don't think it means anything at all for me to do that. Some people around the country would, and maybe maybe I'm making a mistake today, especially not being a Mississippi State guy. Maybe I'm making a mistake today, not just tearing him apart, but I gained nothing from it. He's a kid. He has made a couple of mistakes lately with how he's handled certain things. But it's over now, and I'm just I'm not going to do it. So that's it. It's not spin. It's just making a conscious choice to not spend time tearing a kid apart that's all that's what it comes down to i agree in sports talk mississippi 601-879-4395 get a good text from trey the mailman also uh don't have a name but somebody from the 662 who sent us a foreign picture in the past so love seeing that also pop up on the timeline on this election day hey uh appreciate you guys uh listening and, and texting in and being a part of the show. The poll question today, it was a write-in poll, and my second uh, political, like, politics goofy content item of the day. So you got another one? What sports figure would you actually consider voting for in a real election for public office? Who would you actually consider voting for in a real public office? I was having this conversation with a friend earlier today, and he said Michael Jordan. And I started laughing because you got to give Jordan credit, right? Number one, he was the greatest NBA player of all time. People make arguments that he's not, but he still sells more shoes than any player in basketball history. Still today in his 50s, sells more shoes than any NBA player. His brand, his aura, Michael Jordan was basketball. And since he has left the NBA, viewership is not the same. He was NBA basketball. Transcended the sports, what you're trying to say there. But when my buddy said he would vote for Michael Jordan, I said, well, 
Right now, he's in an ownership management leadership role, and how is that going in Charlotte? I wouldn't want Michael Jordan running for public office when he can't get a basketball team right. Like, I hope the NASCAR thing goes better for him, but I'm not voting for Jordan as much as I like him. You guys think Trump and Obama play too much golf. Let Michael Jordan get out there and have those access to those links. (laughs) Got to be at Augusta every day. I love hearing the stories about him just slipping a few grand into the pockets of guys out at the club that help him win matches. I mean, just that all all he does is play golf and gamble and win. That's all he cares about, except for, I guess, the Bobcats slash Hornets. They don't do any winning. Do we count wrestling as a sport? I'd vote for The Rock. Wrestling is a sport in this situation. The Rock, vote for the people's champion. Who else to represent the people than the people's champion? Get him. Man, this struck a chord. A bunch of texts. I love this. So we're up against a heartbreak. We'll get to all of your texts next. Uh, Some of them are serious. For example, um, Dennis Rodman. (laughs) (laughs) I'm down. Let's let's get weird. (laughs) He's uh, like the guy from the White House or the Weird House. He's like the guy from Idiocracy. That would be a Dennis Rodman president. Terry Crews from Idiocracy would be Dennis Rodman. Just walks in there with the M60 and starts shooting it up in the air. (laughs) Oh, I love this. I do. Um, We get Elijah Moore, Gene Stallings, or Pat Summit. Justin on the Twitter feed uh, hasn't really kept up with the news lately, says Brett Favre. (laughs) John Bond, 100%. John, I hope you're listening because I'm going to tell this story. A few weeks ago, I took my son to go get uh, donuts. So I drove up 51 to go get donuts at a little place off the highway, and James has been perfect all morning. It was our third stop of the day. He hadn't cried, he hadn't fussed, he hadn't made a noise. He was just content and happy to be hanging out with Dad. I run into John Bond at the donut place, and John tries to like lean in and say, hey, to my son, and that face turned to frown and he started screaming and crying like crazy. The only person that made him cry all day was John Bond. Dang. I felt so bad, but anyway, keep these coming. Love to see them. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back. figure that you would actually truly vote for in an election. Because right now you're about to get that. Not in this state, of course, but one state over. Tommy Tuberville is about to be a United States Senator. His opponent, by the way, Hmm? not to get... I'm not supporting or denouncing his opponent. I'm just saying this is funny. His opponent basically campaigned on Tuberville quit on a bunch of his football teams. So he'll quit on you too. Vote yeah. for whoever his name is. The, the the campaign was enjoyable to watch from the the way the Democrats uh, basically ran him through the mud. Everybody in Mississippi should have the same opinion of Tommy Tuberville. State fans hated him. Ole Miss fans hated him. Equally. He's a unifying figure. Oh, yeah. Uh, Willem, you pour us as Mark Cuban. That, that's always a popular choice among people. I know that uh, lately with the NBA stuff, people aren't real thrilled with a figure like him, but... That, that was a popular choice for people for a while. He was actually 
considering a run and like had a team that canvassed a possibility and what kind of uh, chance he would have if he did run and decided not to after they gave uh, his results back. But that's something that Mark Cuban, owner of the Mavericks and basically, right, the inventor of radio streaming. So if yeah. you're listening to us on stream, you have Cuban to thank for that. Yes. In one way or another. Um, yeah. Chose not to, though. David says Herschel Walker. That'll be a popular one as well. Yeah. Yeah. He still looks like he could run for a 1,000. Easily. Could easily get a 1,000 yards in today's NFL. So I've always been told, and apparently his workout was just a 1,000 push-ups and a 1,000 sit-ups a day. There's no it's possible more- way that's all he did. I don't know if that's all he did, but he's. He, it's more than that, though. He did like, uh, let me see if I can find the, the exact number, 2,000, 2,000 a day of each. I would die. I would die I mean, at 200. Think about, think about how much time that would take. I mean, that's a good, that's got to be a good hour or so of your day. Yeah, because how long does a push-up take? A yeah, second, five, right? A couple seconds, yeah. So 60 of them is a minute. So 600 is, is I mean, you see what we're getting at here. That is course, might, 33 minutes tired. if you do not stop and you each one takes one second. And that's yeah. it. Yeah, with no stopping. It's crazy. This I one I can, I can actually... Do, go ahead. I don't think I could do 1,000 sit-ups this year. I can, like, not in the time left either. I mean, if I started <laughs> January 1, could I do three sit-ups a day? I might try to do that. I had one of those moments I was I was holding my son and we were sitting on the floor and he was like kind of on my lap and I tried to stand up. <laughs> it's like my body just was like, nope, yeah, you can't do that. So I had to put him down and then stand up and pick him up. It was really embarrassing. This is one that I actually see happening. I know nothing about his future aspirations, but you want to talk about guy that would win an election? Jake Mangum from Jerry and Brookhaven and probably a lot more <laughs> up the list. Yeah, it could definitely find his way to a, a couple of, of local and maybe even statewide elections, I would think. Lonnie says Mike Ditka. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Bears. He's he's had some crazy old man moments over the past year or so. Hogman says Nick Saban. We know he'd be fiscally responsible. This this country would be so well organized, nobody would put a toe out of line. Bo Probably Jackson in tomorrow. Bo Jackson just walk in the room with our enemies, and they would be like, you know what? <laughs> we We're surrender. Good. We surrender. We don't want to deal with Bo Jackson. It, but, Bo knows diplomacy. But we weren't we weren't starting a war. We just wanted to talk about a trade deal. No, we surrender. Bo, take take it. Take it. All of our oil. Have it. Was it the amount of push-ups Herschel Walker can do? All of them. Somebody says none. They're athletes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Fair. Good call. Herschel Walker doesn't actually do push-ups. He pushes the earth down. Fact. Trey the Mailman says, world-class Gerald Glass for mayor of Oxford. I don't know that Mangum's looking to relinquish his seat anytime soon, but sure. Oh, he went there. That's right. He went there. Somebody says they would vote for Jackie Sherrill? Uh, Not for president. He's the king. These next two, I think... Are are serious answers. John Lynch and Tiki Barber. Lynch is obviously a very smart guy. I mean, he went to Stanford, right? Am I correct? I think so. So, yeah, I mean, 
And he took, I mean, when he, I remember when he took over the 49ers. That was back when I was still working with Visporto and we had a lot of 49er, uh, content because that was a, you know, there was all those guys out on the West Coast working. And that hire was not really highly thought of when he got brought in there. And all he's done is turn that into a, he, I mean, he's brought the 49ers basically almost all the way back, all that's missing now is for them to get another world title. So yeah. he's obviously very sharp. And that's the, and I don't mean this to sound mean, but, that's a dude who took a lot of big hits, gave out a lot of head-to-head shots. He's still got it together up top, so good for him. And unfortunately, they're really banged up right now. They will play the Saints in two weeks, and Nick Mullins will probably be the starter then. So shout-out yeah. Southern Miss. Your former yeah. quarterback is still around. and I mean, he's going to play some extended time now. Isn't Garoppolo not out for the year, but long time? Yeah, yeah. Going to be a little bit. Joe Gibbs, Bubba and Meridian? Uh, I mean, in his prime, yeah, I don't know about now. Thomas and Greenwood says Rick Flair. Uh, the, the, I mean, the national debt is enough. We don't need styling and profiling <laughs> to, to take over. You know, we need fiscal responsibility. Kevin in Oxford wants to know what kind of a team owner we think Trump would be. Didn't he have a shot at the Cowboys and said no? I don't know if that's the case or not. I mean, obviously the USFL didn't pan out for him, so I don't know. Another vote for Lick, uh, for Lick Saban. Nick Saban. We have a new nickname. Linda and Fulton says Dallas Prescott. I would trademark that if I were him. It's Dallas Dak. Yeah, yeah. They got to give him that big contract first. Richard and Wiggins says Eli Manning. Got another vote for Don Shula. Shula in his day, sure. Greg is still mad at you. He'll get over it. The fact that he's still talking is kind of funny when I said I wasn't going to talk to him anymore. Brian and Clarksdale also votes for Herschel Walker. I'm telling you, that's going to be a popular one. People like him around here. Yeah. He's a likable guy. I mean, you know, the story that he told, I guess you weren't with us at Media Days, but... I was not, but I remember. He Basically, he decided he was either going to go into the Marine Corps or go to Georgia. And all I could think was, man, if he had joined the Marine Corps, the Cold War would have ended that very day. <laughs> the Russians would have just been like, never mind. I don't want any part of that. What was it then? Instead, it was Georgia's opponents. You know how great an athlete Herschel Walker is? He got Georgia to win a national title. 40 years ago. 40 years. Almost 41. Working on it. Yeah. Um, on. That old way of fighting, way back in like the, the medieval times, the ancient times, where they would just do best on best. Yeah, they'd line up and throw their best fighter out there, and the opponent would yeah, throw yeah. their best yeah, fighter yeah. out there. Yeah, we do that with Herschel. Well, trial by combat. Pick your champion. I'm picking Herschel Walker. Wouldn't lose a war. Lee Stark Vegas is Bobby Knight. He's got the temperament for it. That's for Man, sure. Man, we never mind winning the war. We'd have been at wars. I promise you that. Can you imagine somebody throwing a chair across the White House <laughs> cabinet room. There's um, it's not safe for work, so don't watch this around your kids. But there is a hilarious. YouTube video of outtakes from Bobby Knight doing a golf lesson show where he's with a oh, a, no. a, P, a PGA pro receiving lessons and they're they're taping this special with Bobby Knight and the outtakes on it just google or youtube Bobby Knight golf outtakes don't watch it around your kids it's the funny the hardest you'll laugh uh, today Get a vote for Jim Kelly. Little Mississippi tie there. Yeah. Not Chad, but Jim. 
Although Chad would be an interesting president, also. <laughs> just, you know what? Just keep going. Just move forward. Larry Fitzgerald. I think I've had enough shots at Ole Miss today, I feel. Caleb and Starkville says Larry Fitzgerald. That'd be a good one. Can't go wrong. Because, and I thought about Anthony Gonzalez from Ohio State, who's literally writing a bill uh, to get athletes paid, but it's not like this is some unprecedented thing. I mean, you've got it right now. A United States congressman, former Ohio State player. So this isn't just completely far-fetched. Drew Brees, he'd be a good politician. He 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 can talk a lot without saying anything. Yeah, they do that Um, all the time, though. It's true. Another vote for Herschel, Peyton Manning, and Charles Barkley. He'd be a terrible president. Hey, Charles just tells it how it is, though. It's true. It's true. I respect that. Again, with the golf, though. Yeah. Dana White? Hey, UFC's had a really good COVID. He built built it from nothing. So. Somebody says Andrew Luck. Smart guy. Very smart guy. I love this. This is fun for me. Sports Talk Mississippi, a bunch of these. Goodness gracious, I'm not even halfway through. We'll turn the page, though. Got a bunch of sports things to talk about. Mississippi State, the quarterback position. Interesting going into a game that they've just got to win. We've got lines for the weekend and some election prop bets. All of that coming your way. Don't go anywhere. From some other... I'm on my way. Go check it out, baby. Don't forget to join Super Talk Mississippi tonight for election coverage, 8 to 10. Hosted by Linda Allen, the great Linda Allen. Have folks from News Mississippi, a ton of guests as well, joining you tonight. Listen on your local Super Talk station or on supertalktv.com or on your Amazon or Roku device. Just download the Super Talk app. It is a tiny app that gives you a lot. This this stream and picture looks amazing. And you can get us every show here at Super Talk right there on your TV, as well as if you have Ceasefire Cable, Channel 70. So many ways that you can watch and listen to us all the time. But especially tonight, election coverage hosted by Linda Allen, 8 to 10. It's not just the presidential election because we may not get results tonight, but you've got a very hot and contested Senate race. You've got medical marijuana on the ballot. I know Haydad loves that. Just, all just, right, all right, all right. Just kidding there. But you got that and as well as the flag. And, of course, local elections going on across the state. They will have up-to-the-minute updates for you tonight. Supertalktv.com, local Supertalk station, Amazon, Fire Stick or Roku devices, or C Spire Channel 70. Really good production tonight. They do it every year. One of uh, this company's finest days is uh, election night. They do a really, really good job. And tonight will be no different. Sports Talk Mississippi, I'm Michael Borky. He's Brian Haydad. Always glad you're with us. We do get a text here that says, I would pay money to see any of you do 2,000 push-ups in one hour. Well, buddy, you can keep your money on that one. <laughs> you could roll out a suitcase of $1 billion in front of my face. I mean, I'd try. And I could not get to 2,000 in an hour. But yeah, I, I, I'm not going to get there. But I'll, start, I'll give it the old college try for, for some cash. Can I do them on my knees? I mean, how am I doing there? <laughs> we get somebody that would vote for Fred Smoot. Well, those debates would be something. Oh, they would. More votes for Larry Fitzgerald. How about Stone Cold Steve Austin? I don't know who that is. 
Well, you don't like Stone Cold Steve Austin? He has me blocked on Twitter, so no. What did you do? I, I made a joke about my podcast having more listens than his one day. I was ahead of him in the uh, the podcast rankings for one day. I just made a little joke about it. That rattlesnake is awful thin-skinned. Nick, I, I didn't know. Surprising. You think he was like, turn that into a heel? You think? Well, never mind that. I don't. I didn't follow him on Twitter. But then the next March sixteenth, three sixteen. I went to wish him a happy 316, and I was like, his name wouldn't pop up. So I went looking, and I found out I was blocked. I was just like, you got to be kidding me. I was always a rock guy. He's obviously the most successful person that was in wrestling entertainment, right? Like, it's not even close. The Rock? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he's turned it into something different now. He's, he's basically the biggest action movie star on the planet. Is he the currently... The most recognizable movie star right now. Everybody has seen a rock movie. Yeah, because he has. The, I mean, you just know him. He said he does so many other things too. You know, he's involved in sports. You know, he's he's got a big social media presence. Obviously, the wrestling thing. So probably so. Yeah. Somebody wants Archie Manning to run for governor of this state. Would state fans vote for him? Or would they? Would they? No. Be, it, it's just been so long though since he played that's why Ole I'm su- Miss. That's they... why I'm surprised that Tuberville is 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 going to win. You think Alabama fans would be like, absolutely not? I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Well, he's the reason they got Saban though, right? Yeah, because they had to like we can't we can't continue losing to Auburn like this. Yeah. We're going to get somebody who I guarantee will beat him. So, of course, you know we say that Rich Rodriguez was going to take that job, and then he just didn't. Jerry the King Lawler gets a vote, a couple votes. Again, already a king, not eligible to be president. <laughs> Myron Roll, that's a good one, Kevin. That's a really good one. Haven't thought about him, the Rhodes Scholar smart, from Florida State. Smart, smart guy, very smart guy. Lou Holtz, those Doctor. debates would be fun. Need a spit guard for the lisp. COVID's long gone, there's a vaccine, it's disappeared, but they still found the plexiglass to put in between them somehow. Yeah, you don't get drenched talking to Holtz. John Daly, would he do it from the steps of Hooters next to his RV? Just turn that into a campaign bus? <laughs> what, what Hooters waitress does he take as his vice president? That's my question. Murray Daly, and Madison. 2020, said, grip it and rip it. <laughs> Have you heard the country song that he made? I think it's called Hit no. It Hard. I'm sure it is. I haven't heard it. I'm going to try to keep it that way. It's as bad as you would expect it to be. Roger Staubach gets a vote. George Foreman gets a vote. These are both fine choices. Staubach, military hero. Why not? John McEnroe. <laughs> don't, don't go too far down the debate path with him. The moderator uh, of the debate sitting up in like an eight-foot-high chair. Craig it's says, still my time! Arnold Palmer and Tiger Woods. All right. Gwen says Benjamin Watson. That'd be a good one. To, like, actually yeah. seriously run. Yeah, that would be a good one. Get a vote for Shaq, a bunch of Mike Tysons, Bill Walton. Uh, Kevin in Oxford asking about the Ole Miss player that was injured in practice. He was released from the hospital yesterday, and he was tweeting last night. The best possible outcome uh, for him yesterday is what Looks we like got. It's going to be okay. It's a really good stuff. Uh, led the show with that, but I know we have uh, an audience that uh, changes throughout the day. 
Uh, so in case you're just joining us or you missed it, Demarcus Thomas, uh, freshman at Ole Miss, was injured pretty significantly in practice yesterday. In fact, we played some audio from Lane Kiffin uh, telling reporters about what he saw, and, and he was clearly very, very shook. And the initial reports were that he, he didn't have mobility in his extremities and he was airlifted uh, to the hospital. And a lot, of, a lot of people feared the worst. And Lane Kiffin's tone and, and everything uh, really put it, it into perspective that it, that it had to have just been awful to see. And he is okay. We don't know about his football future. And like I said earlier in the show, it's just not important. But um, he was released from the hospital yesterday. So incredible news and the best possible outcome uh, that we could imagine. So really good stuff there. We've had more votes for Shaq than anybody else. People love Shaq. Shaq is one of the most beloved athletes of all time. Oh, Graham, I want to read. I want to read what you said. I'm not going to. Just know it was really funny. I, I just don't want to get in trouble. You know what I mean? Even though I think most people around here would agree does with it, it. I just don't. Does it say Graham on his... Uh... No, it's uh, in the body of the message. All right, I'll have to find it then. Gruden, I'll tell you what, man. I'm going to lower taxes on the middle class. Spider 2, why tax cuts? <laughs> that was pretty bad. Did you get the eyes? You get the, the, the crazy eyes going yeah, we uh, we get the note about Palmer. Uh, yeah, Craig, oh, I, I, I hope he meant Jack Nicholas. I was just reading what was in front of my face. I should have caught that. Well, we've been talking about some. I mean, somebody mentioned Jack Crystal earlier. I forgot to say. Yeah. The two Muppet guys on the balcony. Isn't that us? Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> oh! Ickery Dickery Duck. That's oh, good! <laughs> Uh, Little man. boy, you know, never mind. Less miles. Oh, man. Imagine how pristine the White House lawn would be. <laughs> this is the best text we've ever gotten on this show. Jameis Winston, because he would work well on both sides of the aisle. I mean, nobody has a more <laughs> balanced ticket than Jameis Winston. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. That's really good. I would have never thought about that. That's really good. Tony Dungy, that'd be a good one. Yeah. David in Oxford says Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley ticket. Peyton Manning, because if he can figure out a defense, he can figure out the government. Feels like that would be a good idea. Somebody says, I'd vote for Hey Dad. Maybe that would get him off the radio. Ooh. Oh, it's a, it's that guy, a, it's he's deep, turned from trolling me to trolling burn. you now. It's a deep burn. It's so deep. He's shifted. He's gone away from trolling me. Oh, you'll, you'll do something sooner or later. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. He'll go run to Gene's page and talk about it on about me. I don't mean to me don't mean to be dismissive of this next one. But we are not going to talk about Mike Leach replacement guys right now. And no. in fairness to you, you prefaced your message with three years from now, if it's not working, who would be the hot names? Man, that we'll list, talk about it then. That list is going to change so much between yeah. now and then. 
I mean, the next Billy Napier, nobody even knows who it is yet. Yeah. Little hometown flavor. A guy named Clay Hendricks, uh, I think, eventually will be a hot name. Runs that spread triple option deal like what Air Force does. I like that. It's really fun offense to watch. So maybe there's a name for you, but we're getting uh, way ahead of ourselves. Sports Talk Mississippi. Really glad you guys are with us. This is fun on Election Day. We'll be right back. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. you Having a lot of fun on the text line right now, like Tim and Jackson. It's pretty savage, Tim. He says Matt Corral because he can help both teams win. Oh. Ow. Well, you know, I mean, he and Costello, I mean, they work together. Somebody wants the entire Manning family to run for president. Here's a football question. Serious question. Why did Billy Napier turn down the Mississippi State job? I think it's as simple as, and hey, that'll probably know more. He has his eyes on one of two different jobs that he covets a little bit more. I think it's it's really, I think, that simple. And I will say this. I don't know if I'm right or not, but I, I will say this. I think I'm right. If State loses the Egg Bowl, I think Billy Napier might be the coach at Mississippi State. Really, I think that I think that I think that there had been some interest gauging, but when Moorhead basically made it impossible to fire him by winning and then making saying the things he said in his press conference, that he he they decided to back away from that, and then if they tried to come back to him, he it was a little it was just too little too late. Yeah. So he might be stuck. I mean, I guess Gus has saved his job at least for now. Yeah, but something's going to come open. That something will. Yeah. South Carolina. I mean, Muschamp. He's got a couple good wins, but that's not going to. Hey, lose to A and M this weekend, and then go to Oxford next week, and yeah. lose to Ole yeah. Miss. Then it gets dicey, exactly. Exactly. even with COVID. So. Exactly. So, Mark says tax cut on crab legs if Jameis wins. I'm in. You, you, you've, you've intrigued me. That's a platform I can get behind. My favorite things every Sunday when the Saints are on and they cut to Jameis and he's got like an iPad in front of him and somebody will Photoshop like SpongeBob on the iPad or something like that. Oh, man. Here's another question. Jason says, when you get back to football, answer this. How is State's new air raid any different than when Longo brought his air raid to Oxford and it flopped? Anything that one-dimensional is hard against SEC defenses. Well, the the one-dimensional thing is not exactly applicable to Ole Miss because they did run the football. They ran the ball. And flop's a pretty strong word. They were they had some red zone issues, but they moved the football. They scored points. Yeah, they just couldn't score in the red zone or against... They had red zone issues, yeah. And part of that is because, yeah, you're not as, as strong up front as you'd like to be. But those offenses are not really that similar. I mean, it's it's a good question. It's a valid question to ask if the offense will work in the. I think it's a valid question, but I don't think we have the answer just yet. A lot of people, like I, I got a couple of people in a group message that are upset with me because I don't spend the time on the radio every day talking about how oh it'll never work and it, we know it now. It's not working currently. I mean, that's glaringly obvious to everybody with a, a pair of eyes, but. I'm just not ready to declare Mike Leach air raid not working in the SEC ever 
a few games into a funky season. I'm just not ready to do that yet. Yeah, as well, you shouldn't be. I mean, there's no point, you know, five games into a guy's tenure saying it's not going to work. It's just, it just doesn't make any sense. So, especially when I mean, he's lost to, I mean, the losses are bad, but they're still losses you probably thought were going to happen anyway. So, yeah. There's, I mean, the Ar- Arkansas is, you know, one thing, obviously, but they've proven to be a lot better than people thought they were going to be. You know, but most people would have said, yeah, you just switch them in LSU. And then Kentucky is a team that I, I predict the state to lose to them. A&M is ranked seventh in the country. Alabama is number two. So it's just the way they're losing. We get a text here that says, I dislike sports, but yet I love this show. That that should let you guys know how good of a job you do. Thanks for the quality entertainment. And yeah. thank you for doing what I asked. Your check is in the mail. <laughs> love it when plans come through. No, thank you for that. We appreciate that. I don't quite understand how somebody doesn't like sports, but hey, to each their own. I'll probably play a lot of Call of Duty tonight instead of watching election coverage. So, you know, joke's on me. Yeah, good call, though. Mike in Oxford says Tom Brady and Bill Belichick could be successful in taking the air out of the tensions in the country. Speaking of that, so the Bucs get a win last night. It was ugly, but they got a win last night. Tampa is very, very good. The Patriots are the exact opposite. Is it too early to say that Brady's winning the divorce? Or has won the divorce? It's much as we just said with Mike Leach, it's too early to say, but the early returns are for Brady, yes. He looks like he's having fun. Yeah. And I don't know what Antonio Brown does to all of this. In fact, if I were a Bucks fan, I'd be really worried just because I think he's toxic and he's proven that time and time again. But maybe somebody like Tom, he's literally, like I said yesterday on the show, Antonio Brown's living with Tom Brady. So maybe that's the kind of structure he needs to not... Yeah, I don't, dis- I don't disagree with that, yeah. But I'd be worried. And there's suddenly a huge game next Sunday night with local interest. Yeah. Saints in Tampa, Sunday night football, division on the line. Ooh! Love that. Coming up next... Mississippi State's quarterback position. I've been teasing this, been look, uh, looking forward to getting to this conversation. Mike Leach is being coy about what he's going to do. We're going to talk about what we think they're going to do next. We'll be right back. Five o'clock hour sports talk, Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. Richard's off just for today. He'll be back tomorrow. He's uh, going door-to-door canvassing for Kanye West's campaign. Big believer in the R&B artist and self-proclaimed God, Mr. West. Speaking of presidential candidate Kanye West, did you see what he got his wife for her 40th birthday? Some dignity? (laughs) It was a hologram of her deceased father talking to her. It's a little morbid. I don't know about that one. Yeah. I mean, I guess what do you get somebody that has an unlimited supply of money and whatever they want, but I don't know if I'd go the route of have your father appear like a Star Wars character and brag on how great Kanye is, which was part of the act. 
So, yeah. Weird guy. Yeah, anyway, no, that's no. what Richard's doing today. He's canvassing. So if uh, he knocks on your door, handing out mixtapes, uh, say what's up. <laughs> Before yeah. we get to the college football fix, um, Quinn on the, the Brady-Belichick conversation, because right now, Tom Brady's winning the divorce over Bill Belichick. Got another win last night. Big game coming up against the Saints here soon, but the Bucks are good. Quinn says, so far in the divorce, Tom got the gold mine and Bill got the shaft, but isn't what Belichick got of his own creation? Is it Belichick or is it Kraft in the front office? You well, know? Too, I mean, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, honestly, they're sort of one and the same, but I mean, they, I think they just, I, I'm pretty sure Bill Belichick would have been happy to keep Tom Brady around for another season. Are you sure, though? I, I think so. I could be wrong. Considering benching Cam Newton. He was okay last Sunday, but if you look at his supporting cast, I mean, he hasn't been great, but look at what he's got. It's hard to perform at a high level when that's what you have. Anyway, big win for the Bucks last night. Didn't cover, though, so the Pearl River Resort pick of the day was wrong last night. Sloppy game early. Bucks got better in the second half. Better team won, but it was not pretty. Anyway, let's get to the college football fix. College Football Fix is driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealer. Stop by and test drive one today. An F-150 best-selling truck for four decades. Same length of time it has taken Georgia to win another national championship. Mississippi Ford dealers. A question today. So KJ Costello went down with an injury in Tuscaloosa. Unfortunate injury for KJ. And Will Rogers stepped in and looked Good at times through a couple of interceptions. One was in the end zone. One was returned for a touchdown. So that's obviously not ideal. But he looks like he's got some promise. He's got definitely got some talent. And for playing in Tuscaloosa as a true freshman after the guy gets injured, he looked good. Had flashes of looking really, really good. So Mike Leach was asked about it and gave a very Mike Leach answer. He never talks about his quarterback competition with any honesty. And that's fine. That's what coaches do. That's what you get from Mike Leach. But what should Mississippi State do with the quarterback position moving forward? And even though you hate injuries, and of course that they happen and that it may cost a guy his job, but is this the catalyst for a change at Mississippi State that finally they make a move now to Will Rogers, especially getting his first start against a hapless Vanderbilt team. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think that that might have been the plan even before injury, to be honest with you, was to start Costello at Alabama and let him take that, take the knots there and then move on to, to Rogers in a more comfortable and, and, and hopefully winnable setting. Uh, the injury sort of pushed that plan into acceleration. Um, but that said, yeah, it's it's time to move forward with Will Rogers at this point. Costello, a grad transfer, you know, it just didn't work out. So, you know, same thing with Tommy Stevens a season ago. Um, it just didn't work out, and now you need to start looking ahead uh, to you know, the future of this program a little bit. You've got some games that, that you know that he's not going to face. I mean, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, Missouri, these are not elite defenses by any stretch of the imagination. Put him out there, let him build up his confidence. 
He, he needs to start putting up some numbers, by the way, because otherwise, when Sawyer Robertson arrives here next year, there's going to be another, you know, quarterback controversy. So, you know, you'd like to have Rodgers entrenched as the starter, I would think. Uh, if he if he can't put up some numbers in these final five games, he's he's not going to have that that luxury. So, yeah, put him out there. This is not a good Vanderbilt secondary. Uh, they've been decimated by injuries. COVID has hit them, and they're just not very talented. On top of that, so what's up with the interceptions? Because it's not just Rodgers. It was a Costello problem. What is leading to this? It's weekly, and it's in key spots. You know, going yeah. into score, and then I mean, giving up what is probably a record at Mississippi State in pick sixes. Yeah, well, I mean, it has to be. Um, I know that State had not given up a pick six since 2017, prior to the start of this season, and now they've given up four in five games. Um, I think that there's some impatience involved. You know, when you fall behind. Or when you're pressing, you know, things aren't working. You decide to take a chance that you shouldn't take, and that's happening a lot. Uh, there's been and The thing about it is, to me, there hasn't been a lot of bad luck. It's not a lot of receiver tips the ball up in the air trying to catch it, and it gets picked off and goes the other way. They're throwing the ball to the other team, and and that that's something that, you know, you've, you've got to work on. So I, I think it's a combination of just impatience, uh, of, of frustration, and just, you know, you're just making bad decisions. But there is light at the end of the tunnel, at least as far as opponents go, because Vanderbilt is just so very bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Ole Miss just humiliated this team. Uh, I talked to Robbie Weinstein today of 24-7 Sports, and not a a, uh, very pleasant uh, forecast for the Commodores. They're just strapped for talent. At every position, they, they, you know they're not good on the offensive line. They're not good on the in the secondary. Those are two places you think State can exploit some some mismatches because State is pretty good uh, in the front the front uh, half of the defense, and then the wide receivers. I mean, they need some confidence. They need to start catching the ball, break a tackle. That's the thing that's gotten me the most. I know confused isn't the right word, but in in these four weeks of of, of poor games, not one time has a team blown a coverage. Missed an assignment, let a guy you know break a tackle. It's it's that that tells me alone that it's not so much what the defenses are doing; it's what Mississippi State is not doing. Because there's no way you convince me, especially against Arkansas and was and Kentucky and Texas A&M. I'll believe it a little bit more against Alabama, but that there wasn't one time there was a, a blown coverage and somebody was open and you just didn't find them. You get a text here that says there have been balls taken from receivers in the end zone twice. What games yeah. have you been watching? Yeah, it's happened twice. Uh, Osiris Mitchell both times uh, happened uh, against Alabama, happened against Kentucky. But by that same token, there have been plenty of interceptions just thrown. In the, it, again, that's not bad luck. That's Osiris Mitchell needs to make that play. That's the ball hits you in the hands, catch it, bring it into your body, don't let the defender take it away from you. It's not he just tips it up in the air and it gets picked off. Greg and Jackson says, so you're saying there's a chance. Oh yeah, there's certainly a chance to beat Vanderbilt. I would think. I think they. I mean, they're obviously a huge favorite for a reason. You know, that's the thing about Las Vegas is, you know, they're unemotional, right? They're not a fan looking at this and going, "Why could you say that?" State's not been able to do anything. They're looking at both of these teams, and then when they put them on paper, saying, "Yeah, State's three touchdowns better than this team." That that gives you an idea, how, how at least on paper, how bad Vanderbilt is. Now, obviously, anything can happen once the when the whistle blows, but on paper, yeah, this is. I mean, they're just not. They're not even a good group of five team on paper, to be totally honest. 
Uh, no, they're really not. Jake and Laurel asked what kind of talent uh, they do have, uh, asking if it's like Conference yeah. USA level or uh, Sun Belt. It, it's somewhere around there. If, I mean, I would I would think at full strength USM could beat them. So, for example, last year, just for the sake of it, uh, they signed the 49th ranked recruiting class. That is in the neighborhood of Kansas, Kansas State, Oregon State, Northwestern, and Syracuse. I'll pull up. They're probably the worst Power Five team this year, top to bottom. I mean, they just—they just—they in I still, Kansas. I don't know how play Texas, one heck yeah. of a bad game. I don't know how Texas A&M didn't blow them out. I need—I would love to rewatch that game. Twenty A&M has been pretty good since then. So. Yeah. Twenty nineteen, uh, Vanderbilt was forty ninth. That is barely ahead of UCF, Rutgers, Lane Kiffin's Florida Atlantic. Yeah. So that's kind of that's the neighborhood in, in which they're recruiting, and they're not even performing to the level of those programs right now. Yeah, they're, 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 just, they're just not a good team. Now, I say all that to tell you that if State doesn't move the football and turns it over a bunch of times, they'll lose to Vanderbilt. But at least you can say on paper this is a matchup Mississippi State should not only win but dominate. Yeah, and, and with these bad teams, sometimes uh, and I, the same probably could have been said about their thought process going into the Ole Miss game, and you saw how that plays out. But this is a game that Vanderbilt might not be discouraged in the prep going up to it. They watch the right. tape and look at this team like somebody that, hey, we have a chance to actually get a win here. And that hadn't really been the case this year. But they're overmatched everywhere. Uh, if the university decides to spend any money on football at all, they'll be looking for a new coach. It's it's a disaster right now. So good chance for Mississippi State to get right. Look at the other games coming up this weekend. Lines are out. We'll look at those next SEC and around college football as well. Sports Talk Mississippi. Don't go anywhere. Tony and Laurel on the text line. If you want to be like Tony, by the way, you can. 601-879-4395. That's the C Spire text line. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. Tony asks uh, about Vanderbilt. Is the is it the academic requirements or something else? So, Tony, I think it's a combination of a whole lot of stuff. The academic requ- requirements are a detriment to some degree. See, when we when people talk about Vanderbilt, and I did it a lot on the Sunday show because I think they sh- as an institution should be embarrassed with their product, and not because the team is bad, because everybody's had bad football teams. Ole Miss and Mississippi State have had bad football teams, and they tried. Vanderbilt has a bad football team, and they're not trying to do anything else. The academic requirements are a detriment. Nobody is thinking that they could win the SEC East. That's just not possible at a place like that. But they can be competitive. They choose not to. So they can't get players in some cases because of academics. Their facilities are also dated and basically untouched. The football stadium has not had any kind of major project since 1981 or something like that. It's been a very long time since they've done something real to the stadium. Uh, And the investment in the program is virtually non-existent. Uh, They have cut the sports information department almost completely. They actively choose not to invest in football. And I'm not talking about like an under-the-table recruiting standpoint. You have to invest in football to win. You've got to spend money to make money. They don't invest in the program to make it attractive at all for anybody other than guys that 
would consider them or Rutgers or Florida Atlantic. They don't try to be good. They accept the check from the SEC. They accept the product on the field being bad. And they just don't really care to do anything else. It's shameful the way they conduct business and the way they invest in their football program. David says, stadium sucks. King Biscuit, academics my butt. You think all baseball players they get are that smart? Um, No, they're not. It's a little different. And in baseball, they have a built-in advantage. They can give more scholarship money. In football, everybody's getting a full ride. Vanderbilt should be a pretty... I used the comparison, I think it was yesterday, right? We talked about this, and I said they... They could be like Northwestern. May have talked about it on Sunday. Northwestern is never winning a national championship in football. Never happening. But they've been to a conference championship recently. They go to bowl games, get beat by Tennessee, but they go to bowl games, the Outback Bowl, almost every year. It's a respectable program. Sometimes they put players in the NFL. They just built a brand new Stunning, beautiful facility on Lake Michigan. Beautiful. Go look at Vanderbilt's new indoor practice facility. Or not Vanderbilt, Northwestern's new facility. It's stunning. They're investing in football. It's paying off. They have a good, respectable football program. That could be Vanderbilt. They're never winning the national championship. They're never winning the SEC. But if they tried in the same way that Northwestern tried, they would be competitive. They would have something better than the garbage. What? What did you say? Than the garbage that we saw on Saturday. And David, you're right. I mean, Nash- Nashville could be a selling point. How awesome is Nashville? Everybody, lo- Who doesn't like Nashville, aside from people from Memphis? That's <laughs> true. Sure. They hate Nashville. People who don't like bachelorette parties don't don't like Nashville. Scott from Louisville, can the SEC force their hand into funding football with the yearly check? I I don't know. I think they can do something, or they should do something. Because this is unacceptable. They're, they're, They're... You mentioned it yesterday, how basically the SEC said to the entire conference, we're going to get things going in the right direction for basketball. And they did. The problem is that's the entire conference. I don't know that you can single out a school. Yeah. Unless you're going to say, unless you're going to set like a minimum standard for everybody. And then, you know, you have to to abide by that. But what is that standard? Is it about how much money you're spending? Is there, you know, can you can you relegate them based on how many games they lose? You know, you need to have another team ready to go so you can keep balancing the divisions. Not that I don't think an SEC spot would be a trap. I mean, my guess is you could call Nebraska today, and they would be more than willing to leave the Big Ten. So I don't know. I don't know if, what the solution is there, but it is something that you have one. I mean, and you look at the other. You know, Northwestern is is consistently pretty good. Duke is consistently pretty good. Uh, Stanford is consistently pretty good, and then you have Vanderbilt. Who, and I always say this. I know. I know James Franklin is is you and Richard's favorite coach. Um, I think he's a bad always, guy. He's a heck of a coach. 
Well, I always say the same thing about him. It's like he was never there. You know, he was there, and they won nine games twice at Vanderbilt. But when he left, it was like he never was there, and he never built anything. And and it was just like they just went straight from Robbie Caldwell to Derek Mason. So, you know, you look at Vanderbilt now, and you're thinking, this is a program that five or six years ago was winning nine games a year. And now they don't do that anymore. And they're not going to be doing that anymore unless they hire another James Franklin type of coach who, you know, will stepping stone them. But that's, you know, that's part of the gig when you're a lower level program is you get stepping stoned a number of times. As long as the guy keeps winning, who cares? Bradley and Marietta says their baseball team can make up the difference, can it? Lots of people would love to have their baseball recruits, I think. Yeah, Here's the there's thing, no money though. in that. No, there's no, there's no money at all. There's no notoriety in it outside of the SEC. Nobody's what I mean, people talk about women's basketball. Oh, nobody cares about women's basketball. Watch, look at the ratings for women's basketball versus the College World Series. I mean, the women's basketball kills it. Yep. So yeah, the softball not, World Series yes, beats baseball. Yeah. yeah. We love it here, and it, it makes money here, or yeah. at least breaks even. I know Mississippi State's now, making I don't know, payments on a stadium, but it would be. I don't making know money. that Vanderbilt make. I don't know that Vanderbilt baseball makes money. I doubt it. Yeah, with the size of their stadium, so yeah, and the scholarships that they're most they're, certainly giving out to yeah. the entire team, in a situation that uh, we certainly don't have around here. That's for sure. No, we get a text. Freeze could win at Vanderbilt. He could. He could. And I think you know when they when they hired Franklin Malzahn actually took that job for a day, and then decided he didn't want to do it. Mm. So I mean, I hit Malzahn with good coaches could win there, and I, and Eric Mason. I just don't think he's a good head coach. But that said, he's also really been kneecapped by what's going on there right now. Hey Greg, we've seen the joke. It's not funny. What a loser. Anyway, um, can, I just, can I just block him? I just click and. <laughs> Oh, no, Richard would be upset if we blocked old Uncle oh, Woody. G. I think oh, so. Woody? Oh, gosh. Yeah, because he Cause builds he him up so sometimes. He brings so much to the program. Um, All that to say, I don't know if there can be such thing as a must-win in the COVID season, but holy crap, Mississippi State better win this game Saturday. Yeah, it's going to be a train wreck if State doesn't win. It's going to be something that, you, you know... I, we had an interesting question today on the uh, on Thunder and Lightning on the podcast. It's a little tease because it's going to be on tomorrow's pod. But would if you're a State fan, would you rather win 3 nothing in overtime or lose 48-47? Would you rather see the offense actually click but you lose the game or win the game but it's 3 nothing against Vanderbilt? Was it an 18-point line as of... Right now, Mississippi State's yeah. now up to a 19-point favorite. That's what I'm looking yeah. at. Moving that direction. Yeah, they, the state state has to win this game. They have to get the job done. And you know, to have any kind of semblance of confidence, not only moving forward this year, but into next year, you need to find a couple of wins here in November and that last game in December. You know, you, you go one and nine, and the the offense doesn't ever turn it around. Ugh. That's a long few months before you get back to August. Oh, yeah. Three other games in the SEC. We'll get to those next, as well as your tech, 601-879-4395 on the C Spire text line. Don't forget, there is election coverage tonight, 8 to 10, on Super Talk Mississippi, hosted by Linda Allen. Got a bunch of really good guests. Our friends at News Mississippi giving you up-to-the-minute updates on everything going on in Mississippi and beyond on election night. You've got a Senate race. It's very important. You've got... 
medical marijuana bill. It's very important. The flag vote uh, is tonight. Uh, so on top of the presidential race, you've got that plus local elections, supertalktv.com, or download the Supertalk app on your Roku or Amazon device. Seaspire Channel 70, we're on TV now if you have the Seaspire cable package. And of course, on your local Supertalk Mississippi station. I've said it multiple times today because a lot of you may not be familiar with her, but if you're into politics, listen tonight. Linda Allen, she's great, and uh, you'll really enjoy the coverage. Uh, I know they work hard on this. So enjoy that tonight, 8 to 10. We may not have a winner on the presidential side of things uh, by 10 o'clock, but everything else going on in Mississippi, they'll have up-to-the-minute updates. Three more games in the SEC. We'll get to those next. And maybe some election props as we move along this afternoon. Sports Talk Mississippi. We'll be right back. Just a little PSA. The polls close at 7 o'clock. If you have not voted yet, all you have to do is be in line. That's it. You're in line. They can't tell you no. At 7 o'clock or by 7 o'clock, they can't deny you. So if you haven't voted yet and you've got a wild hair, you're driving home from work right now in the dark because daylight saving time is stupid, uh, and you want to hit the polls, you can still do that. you got an hour and 22 minutes just to get in line. And if you're in line when they close, they have to let you cast your ballot. This is Sports Talk Mississippi. Michael Borky and Brian Haydad with you. Richard Cross uh, is off today. Um, let's get to the text line here. Randy and Starkville, dogs win 3-2. to two. Dear God, haven't I suffered enough? I saw, I've seen hey, one of those. Hey, a win's a win. I've seen one of those. Mike in Oxford, not high on the Bulldogs, says, uh, well, he never really is. but Yeah, about to say. He says, the only That's... way I'll take state and give 19 points against anybody is if the other team could acquire negative points. I saw one prediction that said, I'm going to take state and, and give the points. I'm taking it, My prediction is... State zero, Vanderbilt minus 17. <laughs> so I'm not going to just lose the points. Yeah. David and Socher, 100 bucks, Vanderbilt or State, 19 and a half. Who you got right now? We'll make picks Friday, but whatever. I have a new system for making picks. I'm looking forward to unveiling it on Friday. It's an actual system this time. Did you get a silver dollar instead of a quarter? You'll see on Friday. Quinn says, Vandy, better commit to athletics. The two-lane road is a dead end. Yeah. They've recovered nicely, though. It just took them a very long time. Not quite the SEC. It's a shame, because imagine what Tulane University would be Yeah. if they just stayed in the SEC. Yeah. You know, that's one of those, you know, didn't look ahead moments kind of thing. These college sports, they'll never take off. Hogman's trying so hard to get us to talk actual politics today. Buddy, it's not going to happen. No, not interested. I'm not giving you a prediction. I'm not telling you who I voted for. I'm not, hey, that's not telling you who he voted for. We're not analyzing it. We're not talking about it. We're not telling you who to vote for. Nothing. Not doing that today. He keeps trying to bait me, though. Not doing it. But I think your nope. prediction is right. However, we're not talking about it. Yeah. Let's move. Let's move on. We had somebody that, lines. that said Bobby Johnson always had a winning record at Vanderbilt, and you I corrected correct him. That. Yeah. 
And the thing is, Bobby Johnson was an elite level one double A at the time coach. Elite yes. level. Yeah. And couldn't get it done there. Yeah. So I don't I don't know who the coach is that can get things going at Vanderbilt, but I know that they there is a guy. But he also needs to get some support that Mason's currently not getting. Yeah. Uh we do get a text here. Just got out of the voting line. Any update on the injured old miss kid today? So Demarcus Thomas. Uh, probably a new audience here. We talked about it yesterday. Uh, a player at practice uh, from Ole Miss was injured to the point where it really shook his his coach, Lane Kiffin. And uh, you could hear it in his tone that it was obviously a pretty scary scene. I had to get airlifted to the hospital after uh, didn't have mobility in his extremities for a period of time. He was released from the hospital last night. He was even active on Twitter. So the best possible news imaginable uh, for the freshman at Ole Miss, uh, was released from the hospital yesterday. Don't know anything about his playing career, but that doesn't matter right now. Uh, but he is okay. So, incredible news, and uh, very happy to share that with you. Uh, Hayward in Corinth says he waited two minutes to complete the entire process. Folks, piling in, but a great, fast system to get everyone in and out. So if you're in Corinth right now, go vote. you got no reason not to if, uh, if that is your thing. Ashley and Amory says, I wish there was a vote to get rid of daylight saving time. And then we got another text that said... Um, quit hating on daylight saving quit time. Quit hating on daylight saving time. America! America. I love it. This is um, a great example of where we are today. But, uh, Ashley, I tweeted at uh, both Trump and Biden today and said, you guys have about three hours to tell me which one of you will get rid of daylight saving time. And I hate to report that neither responded. So Lame. They probably have more important things to do uh, right now. Sean and Grenada, our resident Georgia fan, says, UF wins big, fire smart. All right, so we'll start there. Florida, Georgia, in Jacksonville still, even though you've got COVID and whatnot. Florida, three-and-a-half-point underdog to Georgia, and Dan Mullen will be coaching the entire game. Yeah, uh, I know Georgia's down some starters, including Richard LeCount. I believe he, he was in a car wreck or something this past week. He's okay, but I don't I don't know that he's going to play. Florida still got some guys, you know, with COVID and and trying to get those guys all healthy. So I don't know who's at full strength for this one. Um, but one thing I do know is that Dan Mullen not much for beating uh, the the teams like this. When these kind of games crop up for Dan Mullen, he finds a way to lose them. So. As it sits right now, I would think that Georgia is probably going to win that game. That is, of course, the 2.30 CBS game. Only four games this weekend. Uh, one of local interest, uh, obviously, besides the Mississippi State-Vanderbilt game. Texas A&M at South Carolina. A&M a 10-point favorite in this game. Ole Miss is off this week, hosting the Gamecocks next weekend. <sighs> I, this is one of those that... Ten points doesn't. It feels like it's too low, doesn't it? To me. So do I? Do somebody know something here that I don't know? Yeah, the uh, and the over under at fifty nine. Also, I mean, South Carolina they run their offense to speed games up, fewer possessions. They take their time. Fifty nine points seems like a lot to me. Yeah. So I would, as it sits today would probably take uh, Texas A&M, but it just feels that's just an odd line to me. So, Yeah, and 
Harris, Kevin Harris, the running back for South Carolina, I think is a player. They've got a potential first-round pick in, in J.C. Horn uh, playing defensive back, son of Joe Horn. Yeah. But, I mean, Colin Hill at times looks competent and capable, but his yeah. consistency is almost non-existent. Right. Yeah, it's just – and he just I think he's a guy who's maybe sort of hamstrung by what Mike Bobo wants to do offensively. Which is nothing. Right. I mean, just shorten the game so he can get home. He's like, you know how you have a black tie event? He's the guy that shows up in like Jim Schwartz in a t shirt. A tuxedo t shirt. He is Garth Brooks in Friends in Low Places. Yes, but without the hit song. Without the hit song. We have a wrong team favored here. Somebody on the text line says South Carolina by 10. What? No, I'm not going to buy that at all. Buddy, if you want to drop a hundo on that, I'll match you. You just you have your people call my people. Last game of the weekend, one that very few people are going to watch. Two and three, Tennessee, a one and a half point favorite at two and three, Arkansas. Two teams that are, seem to be trending in different directions, right? Arkansas has played everybody really tough. Uh, Tennessee ever since they left the locker room against Georgia, has just been awful. Feels like the wrong team's favorite here for sure. This line, by the time we get to Friday, might be down to like a pick em. And Tennessee's got financial issues too, but what happens if Jeremy Pruitt loses this one to fall to 2-4? and four? Then he is going to be having some tough questions to answer at the end of the season. And if this was not a COVID year, he might have uh, some really tough questions Sean in Grenada, by the way, reminds us that George's best defensive player got in a motorcycle accident. He's okay. That's who I was talking about. Richard LeCount, yeah. yeah. Cannot play. Good, good though. player, yeah. Um, it's an unfortunate thing there. Let uh, Jay from Florence, by the way, a South Carolina fan listening to us in Florence, Mississippi. How about that? I thought the Purdue yeah. fan was the most random one that would text into the show. There you go. Glad to, uh, to have you along, of course. Another one of your your, your statesmen there, your 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 countrymen there. Mike, shout out uh, to the Palmetto State. All right, Mike, Mister Well, actually, guy over here says, guys, daylight savings time ended a couple days ago. We're now on standard time. There's nothing good about who you are, uh, what it is you do, Mike. Come on, come on, Mike, you're killing me. I'm gonna go the Kiffin route with Mike and bring him fifty dollars worth of pennies. By the way. We had a question uh, from Dan in Hattiesburg. Will uh, Vandy bring any fans to Starkville? Probably because it's the only chance they get to watch their team play. Uh, I don't know. Though. Mom, mom and dad, anyway. So, 2.30 kickoff, by the way. I don't know if, if we brought that up. It got moved from 3 o'clock to 2.30. Yeah, what's the... Uh, talk to a person at MSU. Basically, they just want to make sure there's no chance for an overlap with the other games. And, you know, State plays long games because they throw the ball 60 times a game. Clock doesn't run a lot. Yeah. So... You know, they just wanted to be sure they had time. We got another South Carolina fan, alum, listening in Brandon. Glad to have you as well, my friend. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the show. Thank you for listening, as always. It is always fun to to interact with the random fans. Like, we've got the random Kentucky fan that listens to us every day. We got Kelso, the hurricane hunter, that loves his James Madison Dukes. We've got the... A diverse audience, that's for sure. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.